so I've had this cough for two months now, so I don't think it's going to go away too easily. Um, so uh, uh, now is the time for us to uh, practice some formal meditation. <clears throat> so in a formal meditation, we give some uh, <coughs> some importance to the external conditions and try to uh, make them as conducive as possible. Um, and so we're fortunate that we have this hall in which the um, sounds of the city are almost non-existent, um, which the uh, air conditioning provides an environment that's not too hot or too cold. Uh, now, as, as regards the uh, immediate environment of the mind is our, our bodies, so we um, give some interest and attention to um, the best way to, to sit. Uh, now, since before the time of the Buddha, um, spiritual seekers have uh, preferred the cross-legged posture, because it provides uh, the body with a firm triangular foundation and one in which the body can be held erect and still and one in which we can sit for a long time uh, without any damage being done to the, to the body. Um, but it's not always uh, possible and convenient to sit on the floor in that way um, but the two essential features of a good meditation posture um, are firstly that the back is straight without rig being rigid uh, because uh, it's very easy to see that the posture of the back um, affects the quality of mindfulness. Um, and without a straight back, it's much more likely that you become sleepy. <coughs> You can also imagine as if there were, um, <coughs> excuse me, like a string <coughs> or something um, from the top of the head, just pulling the top of the head, um, uh, the crown of the head, um, upwards towards the ceiling. Um, as regards the uh, the placing of the hands and the feet. Um, the legs, then, um, then that's really up to you, whatever works. Um, but the other main element is the stillness of the body. So once you've uh, gained a reasonably comfortable posture, uh, then try as far as possible to, uh, to be still. Now, um, our relationship to our mental world um, is probably best characterized as addiction. And so um, the meditation techniques uh, are all ways of weaning the mind off its addictions. So coming off of an addiction um, is never easy. And there will always be um, some struggle in the mind. 
And so when you start to put your attention on an object, then if you've never done this before, then don't be at all surprised if um, you find it very difficult uh, because you are going against the stream of habit and the energy of addiction. But if you persevere, then you will gradually begin to see results. So one of the uh, initial benefits of meditation is that it um, reveals to you exactly what's going on in your mind. Usually we just uh, follow the thought of the moment, the emotion of the moment, and there is an immediate identification with it. But once we um, adopt this strategy of um, inviting the mind to pay attention to a single object, then every other object in the mind, every other phenomena in the mind, uh, is now seen as an obstruction or as um, a distraction from the object that we've chosen. So, um, even in the beginning, when it's very difficult to have more than a few seconds, even, of clarity of mind, um, then rec please recognize that some very important work is being done in that you are, perhaps for the first time, uh, experiencing mental states as mental states, rather than as aspects of who you are, and the extent to which you can undermine, reduce that identification with mental states, um, is the extent to which you can uh, come to understand and experience a sense of inner freedom. So today I would like to encourage you to um, turn your mind to the breath. As the breath um, is an object uh, which is not um, <coughs> perfect for everyone, uh, but it works for most people. The value of the breath is that it's always there. You don't have to be a Buddhist or don't have to make a leap of faith to simply try to observe uh, your normal breathing process. But usually we don't observe the breath um, unless uh, we're having difficulty breathing. So now we're looking at the normal breath. And... Um, if we consider, we can probably watch a, a play or a movie or a sports match for an hour or even longer um, without any difficulty at all. And yet we find um, being with the breath very difficult. Why is that? One reason is that 
when we're watching an entertainment, although our minds are not drifting off into the past and future, uh, they are just following the stream, they're being pulled along uh, by the <coughs> qualities of the entertainment. So the mind is in a semi-hypnotic state. But you cannot just allow your mind to drift along in a semi-hypnotic state with the breath because there's nothing fascinating, interesting, exciting about the breath at all. You're only able to stay with the breath if you make a constant, well-balanced and wise effort to do so. This is why it's a training. Now, if you've never um, tried to spend time with the breath or use the breath as an object before, then to begin with, a very relaxed and enjoyable way to do this is just to feel like the body is an oxygen balloon which is expanding and contracting in this very natural way without you doing anything. And just feel the breath throughout your body as you inhale and as you exhale. Feel the breath in the head. Feel the breath in the face, in the neck. Feel the breath in the shoulders and the arms and the hands and the fingers. Feel the breath in the breast, in the chest in the tummy, in the back. Feel the breath in the buttocks, the legs, the knees, the calves, the feet, the knee, the, the toes. As you breathe in, as you breathe out, just feel the breath right throughout the body. This expansion and contraction of the lungs and all of the attendant feelings throughout the body. So this is a very uh, relaxed way of uh, developing some familiarity with the breathing process. So you're not having to do anything. It's a practice of being present to what is already occurring, of being observant of physical sensations throughout the body, from the head down to the toes, which are associated with the inhalation and the exhalation.
if your mind wanders off, don't fall into the trap of irritation or discouragement. And just very simply return again to the sensation of the breath throughout the body. So the next step is to fo focus the attention on one particular point within the body, a point at which the sensation of the breath is clear and comfortable. The most uh, popular point at which to observe the breath is to be in the area of the tip of the nose and the upper lip. Um, <coughs> uh, but this is uh, not compulsory. Uh, some meditators prefer to observe the breath uh, in the chest area and others in the abdomen. But once you make a choice, uh, then stick to that choice, don't move around. And now rather than following uh, the sensations of the breath in different areas of the body, now the mindfulness is like a gatekeeper, simply being aware of the sensation at that one particular point. Now there are also um, some uh, different options. First option is to create some connection between the mind and the sensation of the breath 
by being closely observant um, of the particular characteristics of the breath. For instance, whether the breath is long or short, uh, whether it is um, coarse or fine, observing the temperature of the in-breath and the out-breath, etc. So that effort to closely observe the sensation of the breath serves as a means of strengthening the connection between the mind and the breath and reduces the likelihood of the mind wandering off. Another uh, common means towards the same end uh, is to use a bodhikamma or a mantra, most common the used mantra in the Thai forest tradition um, is a variation on the word putta. It is the word putto. So the meditator um, inwardly recites put on the in, in, in breath and to, to on the out breath. So the, uh, the mantra again serves of a mean, as a means of strengthening the connection between the mind and the breath. One more option uh, is to count the breaths. Um, and the method I would suggest is that as you breathe in, you count one, you breathe out, count one, then breathe in, two, out, two, in three, out three, in four, out four, in five, out five. Now if you uh, become distracted and you forget what you're doing, then you have to begin again. But if you get to five, five, Without getting lost, then you begin again, count one to six. One, one, two, two, three, three, four, four, five, five, six, six. Similarly, if there are no distractions, uh, you begin again and count to seven, and then to eight, and then to nine, and then to ten. So counting without distraction from 1 to 5, 1 to 6, 1 to 7, 1 to 8, 1 to 9, 1 to 10. And this is also um, an option, the way of um, developing this closer relationship with the breath. Perhaps the most important quality uh, of mind to um, cultivate and to um, sustain throughout the meditation is the sense of wakefulness. 
so as the mind becomes a little bit calmer, more relaxed, then it's very easy to become sleepy. And so um, it's important to put a lot of effort into sustaining uh, this sense of wakefulness and brightness of mind, clarity of mind, sharpness of mind. If the mind is becoming sort of blur, kind of blurry, and this is indulgence in the pleasant feelings when the coarser defilements disappear, this will be a time when the mind loses its way um, and, and becomes sleepy and dull. That sense of knowing, that sense of clarity of mind, and wakefulness of mind. <clears throat> 